0: Welcome to another edition of the Dementia Care Partner Talk Show. Now, here's dementia care expert Tifa Snow and your host, Greg Phelps. Hello and welcome to the Positive Approach to Care podcast series on all things dementia brought to you by Seni. Seni brand is a high quality line of adult disposable briefs and underwear that helps people living with bladder leaks retain their dignity and confidence to enjoy everyday activities with less worry. The full breathability and super-absorbency features of Seni products allows incontinent people to sleep through the night and awake more alert in the morning, with lower risks of falls, UTIs, and skin breakdowns. Caregivers benefit too, as people wearing Seni products require less changes, with less soiled sheets and garments to launder. One life at a time, Seni products are improving the quality of life for people living with incontinence. And I'm your host, Greg Phelps, along with Positive Approach to Care's Teepa Snow, and our topic today comes from our long list of listener questions, Uh, it's actually two questions sort of crammed into one. How can loved ones and caregivers protect themselves from aggression so they can lovingly care for those who are out of control? And how to preserve dignity for a person living with dementia while ensuring they don't harm themselves by accident? So I've just pulled the pin on the hand grenade and tossed it to you. Wow. Okay.
1: Well, let's unpack this. So go back to your first one and let's pick it apart a bit. So take us through that first part, that first question again, and let's, let's take it apart a little All bit.
0: All right. So how can loved ones and caregivers protect themselves from aggression so they can... Love okay, let's
1: stop there. So yeah. let's stop there. Protect themselves from aggression.
0: Because that's the nub of it, isn't it?
1: That's the nub of it, because that's really what the question is. How can I do what I want to do without the person not liking what I want to do and showing me they don't like it by striking out physically? Okay, so let me say that again. So I want to do something, and it's something I believe needs to get done in the course of what I call care. And I'm doing it because I love somebody. And I'm also doing it because I believe that it's essential that I do it when I do it, how I do it, except I'm wondering if how I do it could be changed so that I still get to do what I wanna do or not, because I believe it's really important to do. And the question then becomes, how can I do that so they won't hit me? And so what I'm gonna say is, I think we need to listen to what it is they don't like about what we're trying to do. What are they trying to tell us? Because when people strike out physically, it means they feel that there's no other way that they can get people to listen to them. And they may not have a lot of language left. So, you know, one of the questions is always, what are their language skills like? Do they have any language? Um, Are they able to give you other words or have they already tried words and we didn't listen to the words? Because if they have no words at all, do they have sounds? Do they go "Oh, wow, oh, wow, oh, wow" oh, before they do something physical? It is I will say it is very rare for people to suddenly be absolutely fine with everything that we're doing and they understand what we're doing and then suddenly they become aggressive or physically reactive. Typically what's happened is they've tried to signal to us a few times that they aren't either, I don't know what you're doing, or I don't know why you're doing what you're doing, or I don't like what you're doing. And they'll often give us information about that. There's often a stiffening of the body or, oh, 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 an indication, a repetitive, quick, or a, oh, 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 no, 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 no. There's something usually that gives us a hint. Our problem is we don't want to hear that, uh, and we aren't listening to it for what it means. Which is they're saying, "Time out, stop." I, I'm. If you keep going, this could, this could escalate. Now, our hope is that they'll give up and let us do it. But if someone has already done what you would call aggressive reaction once, I would say, I'd be very cautious about pushing further because they've already warned you, this doesn't work for me. So some of our strategies are things like hand under hand, um, anchoring yourself with one hand on the shoulder and the other one moving with the person's hand, moving to the side, appreciating what they're trying to tell you and pausing when they go, no, no, no. And even, reflecting no you don't like this yeah this is not okay. Ah, you're not liking it at all so being empathetic and responsive can make a big difference but also maybe videotaping yourself in the interaction to see if you can see yourself where what you did sort of triggered a reaction
0: so should we should we back right up to the very beginning because uh, it seems to me i remember something about visual verbal touch now if, if i just suddenly you know shove a face cloth in your face or something. I I sort of have brought that reaction on myself, right?
1: Yeah. And sort of sometimes people think they've given verbal information, but the problem is they didn't make sure the person got what you said, which is why we always start with visual before we do a verbal. And we have to make sure those match up before we get to the physical. And so that idea of, oh, hey, Greg, And then actually I use the washcloth on my, not really, but I motion it on my own face and then I show it to them and then I point to them. So I'm doing this step-by-step thing and if they go, I don't know what you want me to do. That tells me then if I take that washcloth and try to take it to their face, I've just increased the risk that something significant negative will happen for us. So, you know, those ideas of giving yourself a chance to make sure you get what they're thinking or feeling before you get yourself in trouble can really reduce the risk here. But I what, can't eliminate it, but we sure can reduce it a lot.
0: What what types of situations would your mind be going to on this? Like I, I can see it with care. I can even see it with getting dressed. I can see it with combing hair.
1: Eating. I mean, it can be drinking, eating. It could be getting up out of a chair. It could be sitting down. It could be trying to get someone in a car, out of a car. It could be um, as simple as helping someone blow their nose or, you know, pull out a map and, and you know, look at a map. I mean, so this could be you know this is where these episodes can happen. It's when you make someone feel stupid, inadequate, wrong, and it's not our intent, but we are so intent on our our agenda that we we don't make sure our partner, the person we're trying to care for is is equally committed to the thing we're doing. and if it's something they really don't like, really backing up and going, okay, um Okay, they don't want me touching down there. What are some other ways we could get that touched that doesn't involve me standing here in front of the person trying to get this done? Could it be, you know, and i've I've been clumsy and I've spilt like water, warm water out of a cup onto someone's lap, and then profusely apologized and and offered to help them switch out of the wet things. Uh, and it turned out that, that was a way that we could do something. Now, It didn't happen as smoothly or as intensely as I would have liked, but it turns out it's their body and their life. And when they're giving me strong signals that what I'm doing is terrorizing them or causing them such distress that they have to physically act out against me, it usually signals maybe I should pause a second and figure out what else is another option because That is not a good relationship to develop when someone's living with dementia, because it can escalate pretty quickly, called anticipatory distress.
0: So uniquely, you have managed to answer the second question by answering the first, because if we do all of those things, we Mm -hmm. do help preserve the dignity of the person that we're caring for.
1: Yeah because you know if i think i don't need to take a shower and you keep arguing that i do i mean that's that's an argument and arguments escalate if we're not careful so you're not wanting a shower okay well how about if we just change your clothes then well i don't know why i should do that well i'm asking you for a big favor i know that i'm want you to take a shower you're not wanting a shower and i'm asking for your big favor how about if we just change your pants then let's just leave it alone let's just change your pants I don't see why I, ha- I know I heard you, but can we at least try it? Can we try? I'm asking for a big favor here. Let's try this here. Put your here. Stand up and just let's move it forward. But when they haven't said no, it, it could be a yes. And I show them the new pants before I try to take the pants off. I mean, there's so many strategies, depending on the task. But what we want to do is be respectful, but not give up but I may have to negotiate and be willing to have less than everything I want because they aren't getting everything they want either.
0: You have uh, some videos that include some instruction on this. I remember one for peri care. Is there a specific video for all of this or is it sort of interspersed with a bunch of them that people could look at?
1: Yeah, it's interspersed, but we've also done one, um, changing challenging situations by really better appreciating who the other person is and how we might use those visual verbal touch cues, how we might find out about introvert or extrovert, how we know whether they're a, you know, somebody who likes a lot of detail and they need a lot of detail to be comfortable versus somebody who, you know, just big picture, just like, why are we doing this? because I asked you to, if they're a big heart person or a head, you know, so we, we really try to address it in a variety of ways, because it's such a critical topic to not believing the person you're trying to help is being mean, or it's coming out of nowhere, and that you yourself are sometimes precipitating something, because you want something more than they do, and you're having a hard time letting go of your sense of, but that's not right, and it's like, You're right. It's not right. Did they ever eat bacon and they were, you know, they had high cholesterol and high sodium before? Did they ever eat it before? Uh Uh-huh. Why do we want to take away the right to make bad decisions for people living with dementia? Just because they have dementia.
0: Tipa, thank you very much.
1: You're welcome, Greg.
0: You've been listening to the Positive Approach to Care podcast series. If you'd like more information on today's topic or any other information related to dementia care, check out the website at tipasnow.com.